Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson, and thank you for downloading this episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. Today, we are continuing our trauma series. We did head injuries last time, and we're going to keep moving our way down today. Here's our case. Baseball bat to the face. Good case. This is Trauma 101, Facial Injuries. Before we get started, what I want you to do, and this sounds silly, but just do it for me. Look in the mirror, and I want you to look at your face. I want you to look at the different anatomical parts and landmarks of your face. I want you to count them, think about them, look at them. I'm serious. Pause it here. This is going to help you learn. Look in the mirror, look at your face. Facial injuries sound complicated, but I promise you they are not. Everything you see from the forehead down to the chin can get injured, which sounds like a lot, but if you actually counted and just breathe and look, there are really only six major areas of your face, and the approach to facial injuries is easy. It's just checking each of those six areas. Forehead, in medicine we call this the frontal bone. It has a big frontal sinus in it the eyes and orbits, the nose, the cheekbones, this is called the zygomatic bone, the upper jaw, that's the maxilla, and the lower jaw, the mandible. That's your face, six areas. Before we go through the six areas, though, let's go through the basic approach to pretty much every single facial injury, no matter which of the six it is, because it's only five quick steps. First step, airway, airway, airway. Facial injuries are the injuries that cause airway emergencies. Massive bleeding, expanding hematomas, broken teeth rolling around. You don't need to intubate every patient with a broken, bleeding face, but you commonly will have to, and you certainly better be considering it. Airway. Never forget airway. Next, image. Your imaging modality for almost all facial injuries is a CT scan, maxillofacial, without contrast. Maxillofacial, that's the term. CT, maxillofacial, without contrast, if you think the patient might have broken their face. Step three, every one of these patients gets treated with what we call supportive care. What do I mean by supportive care? Pain medicine, ice, stopping the bleeding, That is literally the only ED intervention in most of these cases, with one exception, that's step four, antibiotics. Lots, but not all of these facial injuries will end up getting antibiotics. Open fractures get antibiotics, sinus fractures will get antibiotics. Your two interventions are supportive care and sometimes antibiotics. 
And then there's really only one step left, picking a subspecialist. Eye issues get referred to ophthalmology, ENT injuries get referred to ENT, oral surgeries get referred to oral surgery. It's pretty straightforward. Pick the referral that you need. Airway, 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 CT, maxillofacial without contrast, supportive care, antibiotics, and consults. I've been reading about this all week. You would think facial injuries would be so complicated, but if you really break it down, they aren't. Those five steps are pretty much it. Now let's quickly go through the six parts of the face. This part is interesting. Forehead, eyes and orbits, nose, cheekbones, upper jaw, and lower jaw. Starting with the forehead, on exam, poke the patient's forehead. Inside that frontal bone is a sinus cavity. The critical diagnosis that your attendings look for with a frontal bone injury is a fracture of the internal wall of that sinus, the wall that's next to the brain. When that internal sinus wall breaks, it exposes the brain to air and bacteria, and you need a neurosurgery consult. Next, the eyes. This is the most complicated one. Take your time with their eyes. How is their vision? Is there any evidence that the eye itself is injured? Poke the orbits as well. Do you feel a fracture? And most importantly, check extraocular movements. The reason we check these is because of something called an orbital blowout fracture. The orbital walls are these thin little bones, and these little bones break when there is an impact to the eye. When this happens, sometimes the extraocular muscles will get trapped in the fracture sites, and they get ischemic. It's basically ophthalmology's version of a strangulated hernia, and checking extraocular movements is checking to see if that hernia reduces. If it doesn't, that's bad, and that is an ophthalmologic emergency. Next, the nose. Usually, there's not really too much to do here other than our five basic steps. Of note, you're not typically reducing and setting these nasal bone fractures in the emergency department. Sometimes you might, but mostly our job is to stop the nosebleed and rule out one critical diagnosis septal hematoma. It is a bluish mass that you will see on the septum inside the nose. It's a pocket of blood. The reason it emergently needs to be drained is because it will actually deform the nose if you miss it. And this patient will develop something called a saddle deformity of their nose. Let's move on. Our fourth spot, the cheekbone. This is called the zygoma. Not too much here. Most of these are really no big deal. Stick with your five basic steps. But there is something called a tripod fracture, which you'll probably hear about. It's basically just a really bad fracture of the zygoma, of the cheekbone. And these tend to be a little bit more emergent in nature than just a simple zygoma fracture because they're much more unstable. Fifth, the upper jaw, the maxilla. This is a huge one, actually. There is a famous, highly pimpable group of fractures of the maxilla called Lefort fractures. L-E-F-O-R-T, Lefort. They are ranked 1, 2, and 3 based off of how much of the face breaks off with the maxilla. 
literally. What you do on exam is you grab the upper jaw and you just kind of wiggle it, looking for how much of the face moves with it. With Lafort 1, just the teeth and the palate will wiggle. With Lafort 2, when you pull the teeth, the entire nose will move. And 3, when you pull on that upper jaw, the face will move. These are called Lafort fractures. And then last, the lower jaw, mandible fractures. One of the most important questions you can ask a patient is how do your teeth line up? This is a very sensitive question for fractures of the mandible and also the maxilla. Also, always look in the mouth for cuts and bleeding. A mandible fracture with a laceration near it is possibly an open fracture. And if it's inside the mouth, that nasty bacterial mouth, that patient is probably going to need antibiotics. That's kind of a big deal. Forehead, eyes, nose, zygoma, maxilla, mandible. And that's it. It's not too bad, right? References are in show notes today. I want to give another shout out to my friend, Phil Ajay, who has been recording these sweet radio calls. He's behind the scenes, but he has been contributing significantly to this podcast. He's a good friend, and I just think he's awesome. Send me an email, zach at emclerkship.com, with any questions or feedback. I'd love to hear from you. And until next time, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.